You are listening to Harford County Living Podcast with Rich Bennett and Sarah Coleman. If this is your first time listening, then thank you for coming. The Harford County Living Podcast is produced every month for your enjoyment and show notes are found at harfordcountyliving.com. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feed or iTunes. You can also follow us on Twitter at Harco Living and Facebook. All links are in the show notes. Now, let's join Rich, Sarah, and their special guest. Welcome to the Harford County Living Podcast, uh, podcast number 15. And our sponsor for this episode is Jared Allen, Edward Jones Financial Advisor. He's located right there on Plasky Highway in Havity Grace. Call him at 410-939-1621. He can help you with retirement investing, of course, college savings insurance needs and all that. So again, it's Jared Allen of Edward Jones Financial Advisor. Got a full table again this time. Uh, Of course, Sarah's with us. Hey, y'all. Now we'll we'll wait. Um, We have Amanda from... From Harford County uh, Referral Partners. You had to think for a minute, didn't you? Yeah, because I'm with the networking group, but I also have my own company that's with the networking group. So it's kind of double. So Amanda has a lot of different hats. Yeah, Amanda has a lot of hats all the time. We have uh, Matt Backert from Backert Sports and Fitness, right? Correct. Yep. And Hugh Anderson, who is here because he's got something special that we're going to be talking about later. First time here in Harford County, I believe. Uh, it is. Uh, Very honored fest. to be here. So it, that'll be uh, pretty interesting. Uh, one thing I, I want to mention real quick, um, went through the numbers for, what month are we in? May. Went through the uh, numbers for April, and somebody asked me how the podcast was doing. Right now, we are over 35000 a month. Uh, that went. That's just to the site to listen. Uh, as far as iTunes and Androids, I don't have a clue, so hopefully it's a lot more than that. So, um, thirty-five thousand. Thirty-five thousand. Really? People, yeah. You're very popular. Wow. Apparently. I guess I am getting fired now. Is that the special? No, answer? I don't think they. I don't think they listen to hear me talk. No. Should we tell them that you don't do coffee? <laughs> I don't think the coffee was the problem, right? It was I, the cream and sugar. I guess I'm putting on the spot right now. So if anybody else would like to come to the podcast, I'll make sure I'll have. We had coffee. We just didn't have cream and sugar. Okay. We bring your own. We had one out of three. It All right. Fun. So I'll make sure I have cream and sugar. You know what's going to happen. Now somebody's going to hear this. We had syrups. We'll have whipped cream. Somebody's going to want. I was going to say somebody's going to want pancakes or yeah, something. Yeah. Nah, I got I to get on you, Hugh. Right. So, uh, and, and of course, he's giving me a hard time because I'm wearing my West Ham jersey which yes. i'm gonna throw you under the bus because i've never not one time seen you wear a jersey always t-shirts so i'm pretty sure he did that on purpose yeah i did no i'm glad it's in my honor it's uh, unfortunately it's the wrong team <laughs> <laughs> West he's, Ham, he's West not Ham, a hammers fan West so. Ham's about to be relegated he should be wearing a manchester united shirt so. oh no <laughs> but that's no, okay no 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 we'll no, be friends no. even even so oh and my cousin in england's gonna he's gonna get on me he said yeah. if i ever see you wearing a man you shirt <laughs> he'd shoot me so then I can't do that. Thank goodness this isn't television. Yeah. <laughs> Matt, let's go. Let's start with you. Sounds Sports good. Sports and fitness. Uh, yeah, something that I'm sure a lot of people are into. Um, thank God I got back into it. So, yes, <laughs> it helps. 
And where are you guys located at? So we're predominantly in the Hartford County area, uh, based you know around the Abingdon, Bel Air area. Okay. Um, but you know our business model is that we predominantly bring all of our services to our individual clients. So whereas you know most fitness companies work out at a specific facility, we do not. So um, we do host individuals into our home. So my business is run by my wife and I. Um, so we built kind of our own little fitness studio in our home that we host individuals. But for the most part, um, all of our services are brought to, to people. So basically like a per personal trainer is going to their house. And that's exactly it. So oh, that's awesome. our, our primary services are just that personal training. Um, we also do a lot of fitness classes within the area, um, as well as some sports training for athletes right. um, that need that, that are preparing for their sport. Uh, but, you know, kind of the cool thing about what we do and what we find We've been working in, you know, fitness and especially the gym um, business for between the two of us almost 20 years. Um, wow. And kind of, you know, the reason that we went in the direction of let's call it in-home personal training was because we found that, you know, a most people just don't have the time to to get to a gym. Right. Um, and then b, you know, those that really need the personal training attention, um, they just don't feel comfortable going into a gym. And when they do, they just feel completely lost and don't know what to do. Yeah, so, a lot of people don't like that gym. They just don't, yeah. right? <laughs> and so our concept was to um, to just come to them. And, you know, that's, some that's people, you idea, know, actually. and most of our training sessions on average are 45-minute sessions. And so what we find is that, you know, we can work out an individual while they're getting their kids ready for school or, you know, got dinner on the, the stove. Uh, we just pop over, train them, and then go about our day. All right. Now, I was going to say, because I'm sure you're not bringing, like, weights and all that. I mean. So we are. Yeah, um, but huh? you know, keeping in mind that you know the most of the exercises that we do, or the most of the individuals that we work with, they're not you know lifting 250 pound barbells, right? Okay. So a lot of what we do is based around body weight, um, but also you know we'll bring in different resistance bands. Um, we will bring in dumbbells. You know, we'll go up as high as you know sometimes 30 pound dumbbells that we're carrying in. Okay. Um, but the reality is, most of our individuals are not lifting heavy weight. For our athletes, it's a little different. They're not different. trying to look like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Exactly right. You know, these are individuals <laughs> that are, for the most part, looking to lose some weight. You know, um, so between that, a lot of it's body weight. A lot of it is just movement type exercises, things that we can do in very tiny spaces with very limited equipment. Now, besides the exercising, do you, um, I guess, recommend certain diets or anything? Absolutely. Yeah, okay. so that's a, a huge part. So pretty much with any of our training sessions, we obviously provide the training, um, but we also offer complimentary um, nutrition coaching, which could be as simple as sitting down with an individual, um, having them track you know, their food, almost putting together a personalized food journal, um, where we sit down and look over all their eating habits and then recommend some things from there. Um, there's some other nutritional you know, type things that we work with an individual who really, really needs that, You know, people that just don't have the discipline to, to follow program right. um, but we definitely work with them there whether it's you know putting together a grocery list that they need to, to follow um, and a lot of people it's just making small adjustments just cutting out one or two things or you know cutting some of the, the bad habits that they have in half 
Um, we also offer personalized exercise programs that someone can you know, use for themselves while we're not training them. Right. Um, and then we also offer what we consider kind of our 24 seven um, complimentary you know, coaching, which basically means that we wanna be a resource for that individual you know, at any time they need us. So where you know, sometimes you find a, a personal trainer works with an individual and then you never see them or hear from them again until your next session. Right. Um, we don't wanna be like that. You know, we want our clients to feel like they can text us, call us, email us um, for anything that they need. You know, sometimes you know, they, they have the training session and a couple of days later, they just feel really poor about themselves or having a bad day or struggling, you know, whether it's food wise or they get in that gym and they just feel completely lost. Um, we want them to feel like they can reach out to us, you know, if they have questions or just need that extra guidance um, in between the times that we meet with them. Now, with that, because I know some people like there's limitations to what they can do from yeah. what their doctors tell them. Yeah. Now, do you, I mean... What is, I mean, if they come to you, is this something you ask them right away? Because there are some people that are stubborn that will not say anything, like whether they're diabetic or <laughs> Why are you raising your hand? Cause I didn't, that's, cause I, that's me, because that, that's me. I don't, I don't tell you if I can't do something. Oh, okay. I'll, but I'll pay for it the next day. I, I wasn't saying you were stubborn. But, yeah. Oh, you weren't saying that? No, not yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, because a lot of people that are diabetic and everything, there are, you know, certain things they can't eat and so forth. Absolutely. And that's that's part of the process. And, you know, in our profession, that's, you know, kind of a general thing that we do before we start any kind of training or exercise program is we sit down with the individual and we have, you know, our questionnaires that we go through, our assessments that we go through, and all that stuff's included through, you know, medical history, um, if they are on any medications, what some of those limitations are. um, And a lot of it's to, to cover us, but it's also for us to better prepare a program for that individual. Um, And, you know, kind of through that, there are some that, you know, are hesitant to reveal that. Um, But also through our training sessions, we're very, very good at, you know, figuring out what those limitations might be, Um, especially if it's someone who's had a past injury or surgery, um, whether it's a knee or shoulder, um, bad back, those are kind of the common ones that we see. Um, And it's just kind of figuring out and working around those limitations, even if it's not a doctor prescribed um, type precaution, um, we're very good at analyzing those types of things. Okay. Can I ask a question? No. Of course you can. <laughs> I'm leaving. Yeah. Um, so there's this like couple on Facebook, right? And they are just like the couple. You know what I mean? That you see and you're like, oh, they're so fit. They're oh, beautiful. They <laughs> work out together. That ain't yeah. Me. Yeah. yeah, they they lift each other. I'm like, oh but she lost a lot of weight, toned up a lot. And I'm like, and she still tell, and I asked her about it. She's like, I still eat a cannoli every day. And I'm like, how do you do that? Because I eat everything and just whatever. So anyway, she told me the key is macros. Yeah. And her, she's a macro coach. So what is that? Oh, what? <laughs> macros. macros. Macros or whatever. So yeah. do you, can you explain that? Like, I can. So for macaroni, I guess. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, the um, opposite. I can do that. Macaroni. I can do that. I can eat macaroni. All day. <laughs> so not to completely, you know, bore everyone with the science behind it, but basically when someone talks about macros, pretty much your diet is made up of what we consider three main 
nutritional pieces, right? So you're talking about carbohydrates, fats, proteins, okay? Um, and then within that, there's certain limitations on what you should take in on a daily basis. And people that are, you know, let's say, let's call them bodybuilders cause, or physique you know, individuals that go to competitions. Mm -hmm. These are very, very important in terms of calorie counting and breaking it down and eating a, a certain amount of carbs on the day, fats on the day, proteins on the day. So you can get very, very specific with that. Um, to the average person, I very seldom ever recommend doing that, right? Just because it gets so overwhelming mm -hmm. that, um, that people lose sight of. So let's put it this way. So our our company is is very much and as trainers we very much promote lifestyle right and when you start really getting down to it and talking about calorie counting and macros and all mm. that stuff you know again unless you're a, a competitive you know physique model or bodybuilder that stuff isn't realistic in terms of what you can do on a regular basis. Just life gets in the way. So when we talk about nutrition, for example, we talk very much about figuring out things that, that realistically you can do. Yeah, is it you know okay to eat a bunch of cannolis? Probably not, right? You know, <laughs> that but sucks. right, you know, right. No, Sorry. That I'm gonna want a cannoli when we're down here now. <laughs> right, what is the beef? Right, you know. Um, but at the same time, it's kind of finding a, a balance between enjoying some of those things that we do versus limiting ourselves so much. Because what we actually find is that those people that are so strict with their diet end up going in the complete opposite direction that you actually want them to because they just deprive themselves so much on a regular basis that they just go crazy. And then all of a sudden, they kind of, whether it's a, a party or whatever the case might be or around the holidays, they start to indulge a little bit and that's when they're just like, you know, forget this. That's this my is, life, yes. Right, that exactly. Is exactly my life. So it's really just trying to find a good balance and that's part of, you know, why we say, you know, from the nutrition piece, we call it nutrition coaching, right? Because we try to emphasize the coaching aspect of things where, you know, we really want to work with an individual to figure out, you know, those foods that they enjoy, how they can still fit it into their regular diet um, on top of exercising and doing certain things. Um, but it's not about, hey, nope, cut it off right here. You know, for the next, you know, 60, 90 days, we want you counting calories and tracking everything that you're eating and, you know, cutting out, you know, whether it's soda or cannolis or whatever, and you got to do this and this. No, it's about, okay, what are those things that you really enjoy doing? Okay, instead of having 10 cannolis in a sitting, let's try five. Right. Sounds reasonable. Right. You know, um, <laughs> I'm down with this diet so far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and so, because what we end up finding I'm is, sold. <laughs> because what we end up finding is, by making some of those smaller changes, you will see success, and then that success starts to be the motivating factor, right? And then you start to really push, and then it becomes a lifestyle where now it's like, okay, you know what? I just lost three pounds in a week, this is awesome, right? I'm gonna keep this, I'm gonna sustain this. And then that three turns into five, turns into 10, turns into 15. And then all of a sudden, before you know it, you're still enjoying the things that you've always enjoyed. But now when you look at it, you say, no, I don't want that as badly as I used to. And it's kind of the psychology behind it as opposed to us coming in and saying, that, no, can't have it. Right. The natural reaction is, 
yeah, I'm going to have it, yeah. right? I, I, mean, I like two. that. Right, you know? Um, <laughs> exactly. And so so that's really what we try to emphasize from uh, from a nutrition piece. So, Matt, can I ask how much it costs to you sign up for a week or a month or what, what's the uh, structure of the plan? So for a training, we typically do it on a per session basis. Um, and our sessions, usually what we do is we give a range. So our sessions range from anywhere from $30 a session uh-huh. all the way up to, say, $60 a session. Um, it's not and it's not. And usually what I say is, you know, I compare it to the gym world where, you know, on average their sessions are somewhere around $60 for yep. a 45-minute session. Yep. Um, and some people say, well, why are you guys so low? And I say, well, if you take it from a gym perspective, the gym typically has to pay out three individuals, right? They have to pay out the trainer, they have to pay out the ownership, and then they gotta pay out what we would say is the facility costs, and the utilities, and the overhead, and all that stuff. For us, we're the only ones, right? right? And, And do you recommend people sign up for a period of time? So we recommend, our recommend usually about three months, about 12 weeks. And what we say through that is anywhere from two to three days per week. That's our baseline recommendation. And the reason we do that is because most people aren't training when they're not training with us, you know, or they're fitting in one or two days, but you know, the intensity level might not be where right. we want it to be. And and how far do you travel? What's your so ca- catchment area? We'll usually travel up to about 30 miles from, from Bel Air, Harford County. Perfect. Um, and if we go beyond that, we actually have some other trainers in different areas, such as like Baltimore County, Cecil County. Um, we even go as far as Columbia, um, where we'll call on them to and hire them to, to take care of clients if, if somebody reaches out to us. Very cool. Do you or would you work out with kids? Absolutely. So, oh, um, so yeah, I actually my kids need it this yeah. Time. So well, they're in they're in mixed martial arts. They do okay. six days a week. Seriously, listen, and they work. <laughs> I need somebody to work out with them during the summer because they've got a they've got a fight in the first weekend of August. The yeah. MMA training is not the one over summer. They're well. They've got class six nights a week, and uh, I would not want to mess with her kids. I mean, you said they that. Fight, what do they fight? They're in that martial arts thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. Yeah. And yeah, so they need like conditioning. Yeah. Absolutely. So we um, we do what's considered like sports performance training mm-hmm. for athletes, and we'll start as young as you know nine years old. Oh, and wow. go That's all the way am. through okay. high school. Um, obviously, what we do with each of those kids are very different. A nine-year-old is going to be very different than a seventeen-year-old. Um, at that age, we predominantly focus on, you know, body awareness. You know, getting their balance, building up athleticism, as opposed to overall strength training. A lot of our strength training with younger kids like that would be more body weight aspect um, but as they get older and depending on what their sport is because everything's more sport specific um, then we'll work with them accordingly um, and so we've run anything from one-on-one training for kids all the way up to more larger group training you know 15 to 20 kids um, and again depending on the age that'll include anything from the conditioning piece agility movement um, to actual lifting of weights and strength training yeah, yep. they need both of those. I mean, the gym's talking about doing it this summer, but I just... And we're very cautious yeah. about it because, you know, I actually work with a lot of youth from just a weight standpoint, you know, mm-hmm. kids that are, are moving in a different direction and getting a little heavy and parents, you know, want to kind of bring it down a little <laughs> bit. Um, and I personally am a huge proponent of just childhood obesity and kind of the direction, you know, our world's moving in. Um 
but you got to be very careful because when you start talking to a, a kid, let's call him 11, 12, 13-year-old kid about losing weight, and then you start adding in some of the nutrition piece, you know, kids don't respond very well to that, you no, know, um, and so it's, it's a fine line between that, and that's why I tend to always gear a lot of that stuff more towards sports training. Kids like that, right? Mm -hmm. They like the idea of training like professional athlete. And so you almost accomplish the same kind of task, um, but it's just worded different as opposed to, all right, you know, we're going to meet a couple times a week to, to try and lose some weight. No. you know, Yeah, we're no, that's, and that's important because I'm huge on not making my weight issues my kids' issues. Right. So we actually kind of like approached it as like, Okay, well, this is the sport you're in, so unfortunately, your weight kind of matters, mm -hmm. but we're just going to, like, curb some of your eating, and we're going to do the, you know, like, add water. Getting kids to drink water. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But... Getting adults to drink water. Yeah. Too. Well, I don't know. It took me a long time to, like, I cut out all soda, and it was, like, withdrawal almost. Like, my body just craved... Because I was drinking, like, three cans of Coke a day. It was disgusting. Well, trust me, even it was being disgusting. in the, the fitness profession... I mean, the only reason I'm drinking water right now is because... Because I didn't have, didn't have coffee, coffee right? yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How bad is coffee for you? Uh, I drink so, it every day. Yeah, I mean... I drink a lot of coffee. Actually, right? coffee's not bad for you. Okay, yeah, I drink it because yeah, I like you it. You drink yeah. a cup or two a day. Yeah. yeah. I I just drink the coffee. What gets you in trouble with coffee is just the way that it's manufactured. There's a lot of acidity in mm -hmm. coffee, yeah. okay. um, which tends to cause a lot of inflammation in the body. So, you know, I know if I'm if I'm feeling if I start to feel very sore and um, you know almost like an 80 year old man, I know that I'm probably drinking too much coffee. Like that for me is kind of the red flag because I'm a coffee drinker, right? And I start to feel like, okay, you know what? I need to tame it down because I start to my joints and all that mm -hmm. stuff. Um, and for me, it's directly attributed to, to over drinking of of the caffeine and, and that stuff, just because of the acidity that's in it. Hmm. I used to drink, God, years ago. I wake up in the morning. I drink my Starbucks. Seven o'clock in the morning, <laughs> get my coffee. As I drink my soda. Twelve yeah. hours a day drinking Sorry, coffee. Yeah. You know when I sold yeah. cars, and I think I became immune to it. Yeah. Now I get up two cups of coffee in the morning, then I do my exercise, and that's it. But I try to drink a gallon of water a day too. Yeah. You know, at least. That's good. I drink coffee. Of course, now like it's it, warm though. out in the beer. Yeah. <laughs> so, I think I put ten pounds on since. St. Patrick's Day. That's it. <laughs> See, actually, I did make I, I did make a health change with that. So instead of drinking the pre-made margarita mix, I learned how to make my own. <laughs> it's great. Like, there's none of that. There's none of that extra junk that's in the the pre-made mixes. It's fantastic. Well, I, I mean, one thing I found out with because I love beer, but I didn't. I mean, I would drink. I don't really wouldn't call it beer. You know, Coors Light, Bud Light. Mm. No, it's, it's not beer. No, it's not beer. But the problem is. It's like drinking water, and you end up drinking too many, yeah. too many, yeah, and yeah. this gets up there. So then I went to the IPAs, the craft beers, and all that. You drink maybe one or two on that. So you fancy? Mm -hmm. Oh, I love, but yeah, I love me the too. taste of them. We've got something in common then. Yeah, see, good IPA. <laughs> and I found that if you use a different, you know, different glasses for different types of beers, actually makes yeah. the beer taste different too. And Maryland has some fabulous craft beers. Oh, they really do. yes, they do. So, uh, I mean, yes. I, all states are doing it, but Maryland particularly. Oh, we gotta really get one of these uh, independent brewing companies on here now. Yeah. Get a I'll sponsor, come to that yeah. one. I know you'll come to that one. Maybe I'll get a drink. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
maybe some coffee company. flavored beer. There you go. Well, that's what it's called, right? Independent Brewing Company. That's one of place in Yeah, yeah. Independent Brewing Company, OC Brewing Company, Duclaws. I think Duclaws is strictly staying with brewing now. Are they staying as Duclaw though? Are they changing their name? No, they're, they're, the brewery's staying as Duclaw. Okay. They sold the restaurant. Right. Part, but I believe it's staying as Duclaw because they got they That's actually have some good beers. Yeah, they do. Very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that Neon Gypsy, I found out. Yeah, you know, again, yeah, out of the bottle, I didn't care for it. Poured it in a nice pilsner, or no, I poured it in a pint glass. Yeah, what a difference. You have to be careful with the alcohol content, though. Well, yeah, that too. You don't want to drink a lot of them as if you're drinking yeah, yeah, light beer. Six (laughs) cores, right? They're about equal. Yeah. I can't understand why you Americans (laughs) do that. What? Miller Lite? What's the point of drinking it? I mean, I'm sure many of your listeners are out there drinking Miller Lite, but... I did when I was... 21. Right. Maybe, when, when I right. couldn't afford Before. like a real beer. <laughs> right. Uh, right. You know. You had five bucks on a Friday night to yeah. split a suitcase with somebody. Yeah. <laughs> Drink Natty Light. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Of course. I'm so you're in college. Yes. Explains a lot. Yeah, it does. Boxed <laughs> wine. But listen, when I graduated college and I grew up and I had a big girl job, I did not spend money on that anymore. We had, I'll never forget the one time we were down in uh, uh, Virginia Beach when I was in the Marine Corps. Me and my buddy, we went out drinking well, getting low on funds, didn't have enough money for the bar anymore, so we wanted to get some beer. We only had enough money to buy Iron City beer, which I don't even know if they make it anymore. I think it was like $2 a six pack or something like that. I went to a party once and they drank Schaefer. Yep. Schaefer tastes better than this. Oh, Lord. (laughs) Just give you an idea. I mean, it was, I guess you could say Iron City was like the weed or it was, anyway, how do we get from fitness to beer? (laughs) Because I said I made the improvement on my margarita. Don't buy the mixes, make your own. It's your health advice. Yeah, you should never buy mixes anyways, make your own. So how do people get in touch with you? (laughs) So probably the best way is they can go on our website, which is backerfitness.com. That's B-A-C-K-E-R-T fitness.com. Um, or they can email us at backertfitness at gmail.com. Um, those are probably the easiest way. Um, so if they go on the website, they can just go to click on contact us and enter their information and we'll reach out to them. Um, or they can shoot us an email, you know. And with all of our services, um, we also provide what we consider a fitness blueprint. Um, and basically what that blueprint is, is we'll have a conversation with an individual about their uh, fitness habits currently and try to help them put together something that makes sense for them moving forward. And we always do that at no cost. Um, so someone just wants to have a conversation and say, hey, here's what I'm currently doing. Here's what I'm currently eating. What am I doing wrong? Or what am I doing right? We'll have that com- conversation with an individual completely, no cost. Um, it, it, we're more than happy to do that. Great. Well, you heard Matt get a hold of him, get in shape. And, you know, from the beer, from the beer, it only great segue into Britfest. Oh, I'm next, am I? Well, I mean, yeah, we were talking I about beer. I just thought it went together well. Oh, right. That <laughs> is a lovely segue, yes. What exactly is Britfest? So, I have to start a long time ago. I first came to this country in 1984 to coach rugby and uh, tried to teach Americans how to play 
to play the game, and it was uh, <laughs> it was frustrating. But I coached Roy Overcold. <laughs> you have a football mentality, and you know you like hitting people, and um, so it, it was a, a fabulous start to my uh, time in America. That was a long time ago, and uh, obviously from Britain, spent three years in Australia, um, but America is now my home. So I've watched. Um, all of the various festivals take place, whether it's the Irish festival or the Ukrainian festival or the Polish festival. And I've always wanted to do a British festival that would bring together and celebrate uh, all things British. Uh, Americans <laughs> have a love affair with England. You like our monarchy. You like Downton Abbey. <laughs> you like The Crown, that new series on HBO. So you do. You, you love all things British. And that's a segue back to the beer conversation. <laughs> the, the, the British style of beers are definitely gaining a foothold here. And then obviously you've got the music. I mean, God bless the Rolling Stones and the Beatles. Uh, a lot the of who? The, and the who. <laughs> And we can keep going Yardbirds, in terms of the English <laughs> bands and whatever. They've made a big influence on, uh, uh, you know, the American music scene as well. So bringing together all things British seemed to me to be like a good idea. <laughs> so I put a stake in the ground, and it's the Queen's birthday on June the 10th. Um, and it's not her uh, real birthday. Her real birthday is April the 21st, but it is her ceremonial birthday that the world celebrates. Uh, trooping of the color in London and whatever. Did she just turned like 91 or something? She's going to be 91. Going to be 91. Okay. Well, if you go out, she actually is 91, 91. on April okay. the 21st, but we're going to celebrate it on the official. Well, how fancy. I want two birthdays too. Do, yes, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> when the whole world will celebrate your birthday. Right. Well, right. I see nothing wrong with this. So, Sarah Fest. Yes. So. <laughs> it, it, it seemed like a, a good day to host it. June the 10th, hopefully, it'll be a sunny day. And I approached the Maryland Polo Club, which uh, your listeners may be familiar with, out in uh, Falston, where obviously they play polo, which is a the royal sort of game, the horses and, and chuckers and so forth. So they loved the idea of hosting Britfest at their grounds. If anyone knows it, they have two large fields. So Britfest will piggyback on a USA versus UK polo match, and we'll bring together... Uh, everything that I kind of just outlined British beer, British music British arts and so forth and you can come to this event and experience England. That's the concept that's the theory and the, the feeling in the community is they like this, this could be fun so, I think it would be a blast yeah. I think, absolutely. I've hired this fabulous band called Beatlemania again No way. <laughs> they are from New Jersey or they're from the east coast one of the country's best Beatles tribute band yes so they're going to do three sets. Well, that'll get my dad there. One in their Sergeant Pepper outfit, one in their Hard Day's Night outfits, and they'll play music from the oh, Beatles man. era. So that's that'll awesome. be a fun piece. Yeah. That is awesome. Wait, is Doctor Who going to be there? <laughs> do you know, it's funny. Everybody has their own impression. I'm sure your listeners now are listening going, well, when I think of England, I think of this. Harry you Potter. Know, Harry, Harry Potter. Potter. <laughs> some people say tea. Some people say... Doctor Who, whatever. I don't think of Doctor Who, and I'm just <laughs> no. It's true. It's it's one of the things people think of, and then obviously the royal family and, and whatever. So we've got some croquet. We'll have a croquet match, an exhibition. We've got classic cars coming. I was going to be Monday. Um, the Triumph over the Chesapeake Club are bringing the Triumphs, and the MG Club is bringing the MG. So there'll be 30 cars from that club, and they're making a thing of it, which is fun. 
if you like classic too? cars. I'm trying to attract them, yes. I've got okay. another month to pull them Austin in, but yes. Powers impersonators? Oh, do, you, do, you know, do you know anyone? I wish. I wish. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> yeah, so uh, it's funny. Don't shake your head. You know you would like to. It's funny. That. I did approach the Baltimore Shakespeare Society to do some sort of okay. uh, that would be little awesome. Shakespeare yeah, that sonnets would be. Or, 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 you know, little pieces from Shakespeare. It would be fun. Um, so little bits of England all over the Maryland polo grounds. And if your listeners or anyone has any ideas of what would make that a better experience, I've got, I've got What time. about, will you have someone there explaining rugby? I'm hoping to have a rugby game. Because I think that would be great. Yes. I, I watched it once. We were very confused because we, like you said, we we're football, like yes. legit football, not soccer wait, 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 oh. football mindset Thanks so we're sitting yeah. there watching on tv we're like wait that's a foul no he's like right and well i mean that's we a lovely o- i am actually uh, hoping to have a rugby sevens exhibition between loyola and towson and then calvert oh. hall in a high school level against somebody else as well not confirmed Ooh. but i think that would be fun people would enjoy watching that that's a nice segue back to math Does in it, terms of fitness yeah. you yeah. said loyola yes i used to coach loyola college Oh, college, yeah, okay. Yeah. I was going to say, because the high, high school gave you half that Calvert Hall against Loyola. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll see. My husband went to Calvert Hall, so we'll see. So my brother. We'll see. We'll see if we can pull that on. But, but that's a lovely idea. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's awesome. Now, what about food? Because, I, I, I mean, just talking to my cousins in England, when they come here, they, they can't believe the difference in taste of food. So, <laughs> there, there is a sort of a theory out there that English food isn't good. So, it's like bland. Well, that's people think that, but you know, and they think of bangers and mash and fish and chips and you know, shepherd's pie or whatever. Oh, and the answer to your question pie. is, we're going to have all of those. Okay. We've got some real quality food trucks coming. The Gypsy Queen is coming, which is a very well-known food truck that are doing some English-inspired foods. Oh. We've got the London Chippy coming. He's from, I think he's from Virginia, so he'll be doing English fish and chips and whatever. So you will be able to taste the food. Now, don't panic. There will be other things if you don't like the English food to taste. Hey, I'll eat anything that they're eating first. You know, <laughs> I think it's it's part and parcel of the English experience, the food. And you all think of fish and chips and uh, uh, bangers and mash. So That's Joe. We'll, still we'll, just we'll definitely having those, yeah. <laughs> and I should mention that this is a, a, a fundraiser for the St. George's Society. So um, they... they um, uh, an English group in Baltimore helped sponsor the Invictus Games, which is um, uh, invalid athletes going and uh, competing and so forth. So there's a, a good non-profit side to this. I hope this is. I hope you get a good turnout for this. I love this idea. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I, I think this is great. <laughs> we'll see. Beatlemania. Oh, they're going to oh, be fantastic. Man. Yeah. I do want to say how encouraging Hartford County has been. You know, they they are very encouraging of new events. Yes. Um, and to bring this into Hartford County is, I think, fun because it could be a Maryland-wide events event. I do know that there are people coming from the embassy in D.C. The British embassy is sending people really? out here, so it's a good spotlight on Hartford County. I think, and, and if we can grow the event, um, you know, significantly, it, it could be a, a great event on the calendar. Oh, I think it'll definitely grow, yeah. without a doubt. Now you got to get wrestling there too. Wrestling? Yeah, why not? You got some is good English wrestlers. <laughs> Hmm. Wrestling? Well, yeah, if you can't get rugby Maybe you could wear that. your leotard next time we meet. <laughs> or, I don't want to scare not. people. <laughs> well, anyway, I've got a ticket for you all if you'd like to come. And uh, it's $20 to get in the gate. Um, so here's a free ticket for you oh, guys. Well, thank oh, you. Oh, sweet. Thank, you. Awesome. thank you. Thank you. Does that include beer? Uh, no, no you have to buy your own beer after. This <laughs> just gets you in. 
But well, I think by free coffee, right? <laughs> I'll, I'll, be, I'll be sending you coffee in the mail. Don't you worry. <laughs> For any of you who are coming on this show ever again, make sure you bring your own coffee. <laughs> oh, I'm never going to live, live this one down. Jeez. So, uh, what's the website for people to go to? Um, it's www.strongsidemarketing um, backslash Britfest 2017. I'm sorry that's convoluted. Okay. Um, best to email um, me, if you like, at hugh at strongsidemarketing.com, if that's okay, and then I can fire anything okay. they need. Anything, we'll we'll um, have a – actually, we'll have the um, – banner up on our website too on harfordcountyhaven.com so people can always click on that how are you doing with vendors other vendors that's a great question sponsors? food i'm fine absolutely the, the the food truck's great i i'm looking for more quality vendors that can come to the party uh with quality items that obviously have some kind of international flair right. to them um, but i'm open to anything quite now and sponsors I'm happy to take more sponsors. Absolutely, okay. yes. Can so, never have too many absolutely. sponsors. That's true. Yeah. So, so it should be fun, and I, I hope all your listeners will uh, think about coming. June tenth, ten to seven. Saturday. Ten to seven. Drinking time. Okay. <laughs> now, are there going to be buses there? No, you can park actually on the fields. When you well, I mean, you know, from all the drinking to take people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no. Half a can't be a very responsible. I know actually, they are. Oh, yeah. There's what Uber. Do you have a double-decker bus that's going to be there? I don't, but if you know of one, that would be fun, I wouldn't might. it? I, I might. Let me uh, contact my brother-in-law. Um. There's another kind of twist to this your listeners might be interested in. The Ravens, as you know, are playing in London this year yes. on September the 26th against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Hopefully I'm saying that right. We say Jaguar, but you say Jaguar, right? Yes. <laughs> um, which is fun because the Ravens now have a London connection and they're looking to promote how the team is going to... Uh, uh, you know, take its London game on. So that's uh, they've been very supportive of this as well. I was going to say, yeah. say, have you contacted them? But yep. Apparently so. Great. That'll be fun. I think I think it will. I think it's going to mm-hmm. be a blast. So and I might be crawling out of there when it's over, but that's okay. That's fine. No, then I'll just have to see Matt and that's you know, work all the, work all of it back off. I do need to tell everyone there won't be Miller Light there though. It's <laughs> <laughs> okay. Good beer is going to be there. Yes. Okay. Good. Look, she's looking at her phone. Sarah, you had a, an announcement you wanted to... Well, you can let Amanda go. She's been sitting I'm here really so anxious. I was going to let her close, but... Oh, it's, it's not that... He, it's... Well, okay, so... Okay. So. Okay. So, as you know, we're stormwater management certified, right. which, you know, you're supposed to have all of these certifications when you um, do certain work in the state of Maryland. <laughs> they frown upon it when you don't. However, obviously, there are plenty of companies that operate without said certifications mm-hmm. so that being said over the past couple of years we've really had more people reaching out to us for um, drainage and grading so <clears throat> I'm finding that most homes in uh, Harford County but probably everywhere honestly your downspouts and yeah you can go look at them probably at, drop off right at the end of your house which so an angle of one. right they mm-hmm. don't so your your downspouts should run the water should run out and away from your house so down your property line or out to the street or whatever so we do all of that work we'll run those um we also do grading so we will grade the you you know your property away from your house so you don't have water sitting right around the foundation 
you know, spend a few thousand dollars having things repaired at your house, save you tens of thousands or more to have your foundation, um, foundation repaired, right? Yes. So we're actually going to have a whole separate drainage division. So at some point, I'm working on it, figuring out how to connect a small like drainage website to our general regular website. But so that's why I've been pushing so much for all the drainage work. April showers bring drainage problems, that whole thing. So that's awesome. Yeah. And, and you guys, there's really nobody else that's there is not anybody else that does it. Mm -mm. Now, are you? My sister told me to ask you this. Are you guys going to tie in maybe? Uh, being able to fix foundations because right now her she has a drainage problem she got the drainage part fixed but her foundation has dropped and she's got to get it brought i guess jacked back up so or whatever. technically i mean we do have an image mhic license which is another thing folks you don't have to use us but for anything related to your house please have a contractor that is yeah. certified because you i get that everybody wants cheaper i, I totally get it but you know, and you don't foresee accidents and things happening, but you, you're bringing on people that do not have the proper certifications or the proper insurance or whatever. When you're something happens, trouble. it's on you. That yeah. They are not coming back to fix it. They are not going to pay for it. They're not going to help you. And there is somebody else that will hire them to do it. So I'm not saying that you have to use us, use whoever you want to, just make sure that they have proper certifications and licenses. But. Um, no, we are not going to fix the foundation, but we will fix the problem. And if we can get, if you can get ahead of it, like I said, you know, running out your downspouts and going out <coughs> under the ground, we can we can put in a drain. Um, depending on how your property is set up and the way things look, um, you know, you can have the downspouts run out to the street, or they can run, um, you know, to the end of your property line or away from your neighbor's property. Um, we've also been you know trying to help people that are they have their neighbor has all of this runoff and their neighbor is not going to fix the problem how can we divert the issue from that individual's property and we can do that as well so yeah hey, i think another problem with that is too at least in my area um with the the storm the chesapeake storm drain or whatever yeah. a lot of them have collapsed mm -hmm. so you got all that water just building up there yep so a lot of people try to direct the water themselves yep. and it's going And stormwater management is a big deal um, in the state of Maryland. So if you're listening and you're essentially new to the state of Maryland, um, it's a really big deal around here because of the Chesapeake Bay. Um, so when things are not done correctly, you may be able to get away with it for a while, but at some point in time, you know, they're, yeah. they're big sticklers on what's going to Chesapeake Bay and how it's getting there. And, you know, so things need to be done properly tell everybody how to contact you again uh, you can go to the website um, four seasons landscape um, you can call the office and talk to Pam um, it will do you no good to ask for me I'll just <laughs> give you right back to her I realize that I hand out all my cards all the time now that I started you know networking and I hand out my cards and I'm like yeah here's my card but don't call me just call the number on the phone and just be like, hey, so I have this card. Um, but no, call Pam. Uh, the number is 443-390-YARD, uh, which is 390-9273. Three, uh, so, I had to think on that for a minute, didn't you? I did, yeah. Because some phones, you know, I noticed that it, uh, some of the old digital phones, yeah. the numbers and letters don't line up the same on some other phones. Mm. What? 
No, oh, maybe it came from England. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, we'll take the blame for you know, I, had to, yeah. I had to explain to my kids the other day. They were like, "What do? You, how do you type words?" How do you? Oh. Okay. <laughs> what? See, there's there's letters on the numbers. Oh, I never noticed that. You, you use the Are same. You keypad. Yeah, they, you know, they're really smart kids. I swear. It just I'm not really sure what happened there. I don't know. I don't know. Amanda. Yes. On Hi. over to you. So yeah. tell us all the different hats you wear I now. I wear many, many hats. <laughs> so are you guys ready? No, but okay. go ahead. Um, so I'm part of a networking group. That's how we met briefly on the internet. Um, not on a dating site, by the way. Yeah, you, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. That's a bad um, opener. You yeah. met him no, on the internet. She just says she's Too just broad. kidding. So there, apparently there is a dating site, too. So. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so I'm part of a networking group called Hartford County Referral Partners. Um, we meet on Tuesdays at Beller Athletic Club at 9 a.m. until 10 a.m. And it's kind of flexible, so sometimes we start at 9.10, sometimes right. we end at 10.15. Um, but it's, uh, you know, 30-second intros. Everyone goes around and introduces himself. You know, you say what your business is. You know, what kind of lead you're looking for. You said Tuesdays? Um, yeah. Who's Tuesdays. in your place right now? <laughs> Uh, Since we record this they, on a Tuesday morning, they're very they're very relaxed. So okay. as long as you you know, because we understand some people can't make it every week. Right. So um, you know, if you miss two or three in a row, we kind of like call and say everything okay, blah blah. blah. Um, but yeah, so it's nice. And then every we have a featured speaker by a member in the group. Every after like the thirty second intros, we have like a ten minute speaker. So we can like learn more about what they're looking for and how we can help each other. But it's mainly to like connect and build relationships. Right. Um, and Hartford County, as you know, is very <laughs> tight knit, and we like to do business with each other here. Um, so it's keeping it um, local. Yeah, it's we, what you yeah, should be doing. exactly yeah. like keeping it local and and building that relationship with other local Hartford County businesses. Um, so so that's an open group. Um, you can come at any time to visit. Um, so yeah, Bell Athletic Club, you just walk in and they try to scan your ID, but if you're not a member, just tell them you go to the networking group upstairs. Now, is the networking group limited to certain trade? In other words, like a DJ. Right. Can there be more than one DJ in the group? No. Okay. So, so it's, it's industry, it's yes, sort of like very, okay. you lock, you lock out your competition when you join. Okay. Yeah. So it's. Which is which is nice in my opinion, just because it can be it could feel like I don't want to feel competitive when I'm in a group like that. I want to feel like everything is friendly and that we're helping each other. And, and it can be hard with with someone who does the exact same thing you do in a group, especially if you're paying for the group as well. Right. So unless you find ways to work together, now I've seen that before, where we have like a, a we have a um, a branch ma manager of a bank. She does mortgages, but she doesn't talk about mortgages because we have a mortgage guy, you know. So there's some like overlap, but they work right. together. So, you know. The only reason I ask as a prime example, like with DJs, and I've mm -hmm. got had my business for a long time, over 30 years, and one of the biggest problems that you know other DJ companies have is, especially nowadays, anybody who owns an iPod thinks they're a DJ. Right. So your, your price range varies from different companies. You'll have some guy saying, well, yeah, I'll do it for 75, whereas most companies are, you know, start at like 200, mm -hmm. you know, or something, whatever. But a lot of times I've seen there are certain groups where DJs all come together and this way they all focus and try to keep all the pricing the same. That's why I was asking that. And it seems okay. like if, if other networking groups do that, invite other 
if it's not just um, exclusive, you know, then all those companies can work together and say, well, no, the pricing should be this. Sometimes competition's good. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you're right. Sometimes competition hurts business as well. Right. Because there's nothing worse. And you were just talking about with the MHIC, you know, a lot of people aren't. You know, don't have their licenses. They don't have certifications. They're not just for your business, for a lot of businesses. But well, you said that with yours, that you know, anybody with an iPod can claim to be a DJ. Well, right. anybody with a lawnmower can claim right. to be a right. And it's just you. You can go out and mow a lawn for 10 bucks. I can't touch a lawn for under 40 Well, and, <coughs> and, and with, but you guys are also licensed and insured, right? Well, yes. Okay, mm-hmm. yes, we are. I was hesitant there. We are. And... But there's a lot of people you, out there that, that don't, don't care. Right. Yeah. And, and that's... that's Until something happens, key. then you'll care. Yeah, so... Right. I'm sorry, but no, go ahead. No, no, you're fine. <laughs> no, you're fine. Um, as far as the networking group goes, that's it's pretty simple there. Um, there's there's a few different networking groups in Orford County, but... Oh, yeah, there's a lot um, of them. Yeah, it's... But usually they always have, like, the very... Um, like, the ten same trades in each group. You yeah. know what I mean? We do have a little bit of a different flair, so... You know, we have some people who invest in bad debt. We have someone who does tax depreciation on properties and just very interesting niches there. Mm. So, um, and everyone, it's, and I've been in multiple networking groups. I'm a big, big networker because I do wear many hats. I have my own company. I do work a full-time job as well. So I'm always out networking at different events and, and whatnot. Um, but this one is very... Um, I've grown to, to connect with these people, you know, and, right. build, and build really quality relationships and feel so comfortable giving them business. Whereas some other groups are, I feel less, you know, the, like not everyone jumps at once to give referrals, you know what I mean? So, yeah. but this one I can vouch for, for sure. Um, okay, anybody does fitness in that group? I do not. Yeah, and they're very, very quick to support each other. You know, yeah. bu- you know, buying specifically from each other. You seems know? like they're quick in networking groups. It seems like, and I'm, I may be wrong, but just from past experience, mm-hmm. seems like they're more willing to support each other quicker than say chamber groups. Right. Right. I mean, just from my experience in the past. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, and your opinion is based on your experience, which is very valid. You know, yeah. so, I mean, she's like, eh. Political of you. Huh? I said, how political of you? Well, no, no, no. I mean, with all the different companies I've worked for in the past, it, it's I got more out of the networking groups, more referrals and business out of the networking right. groups than when I was in the cha- chambers. Mm-hmm. Well, so I'm new to the whole networking group scene. Mm-hmm. And I don't. Yeah, the <laughs> well, that's how I feel about. Because I mean, we recently joined the the chamber, uh, Harford and Baltimore County, and so finding out different networking groups or whatever, it's intimidating for me. I don't like to. You never know it, but I don't like to talk to people, so I have a hard time, <laughs> like getting out there and, and and telling people what I do. I am finding it very easy though to join networking groups because like there's no landscape companies that are part of networking right. groups, which I find really really interesting. It has forced me to think about who I should be reaching out to and making connections with people and industries and companies that I would never have thought of. Um, and I feel like I'm getting to know a lot more people in the county than I feel like, you know, that I knew before. And so it hasn't paid off yet as far as referrals or anything like that. But just getting out there and, and, and meeting people and seeing people and being in, in everybody's face, I think is really... Yeah, it takes time. Networking is, is very difficult, yeah. draining, but it does take time because people are not yeah. quick to be like, you know, 
right away give you business directly. You right. know, but it, it is also absolutely key. If you're going to yeah. grow your business, absolutely. networking is probably the, one of the most fundamental pieces yeah. of it. Mm-hmm. And you cold know, calling not, is like... It's not what you know, it's who you know. <laughs> cold calling is right. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think a lot of people make their decisions based on those recommendations right. and right. based around trust, especially if they're doing big jobs or going to spend lots of money. They want exactly. to make sure that yeah. you know it's a good referral and good recommendation. I think that opens up a whole topic of conversation. That's how business is won. It's word of mouth Absolutely. now right. rather than a billboard or a radio ad. Right. It's tell me you know this person and they're mm-hmm. good. Yeah. yeah, I don't I don't ever you know give my business to anyone or build a relationship unless I get you know, some kind of warm yeah. introduction to them. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, so that's why I try to do it for other people because, you know. And that introduction is best coming from someone you know personally. Exactly, exactly. That's, uh, that's the key to this. Yes. I haven't been able to contribute much as far as, like, you know, who I know to refer to other people. I think I made one connection la- uh, based off of last week, and I was, like, so excited with myself, and I don't even know if it'll pan <laughs> out, but I don't care. I sent an, I sent an email, and I was, I was thrilled with myself, but... Yeah. I like the more I think like the more people I come in contact with, the more business cards I have in my hand. Yeah, I'll be beneficial to somebody someday. That's the way I look at it. That's one of the things I got to do is actually get in because I'm still in networking groups, but Baltimore County and Anne Arundel County, you know, for my oh. for my main business, and because there's other seems like all the networking groups up here, somebody for, that you know, for my business field's already in that. No, right. I still belong to the chamber up here. Yeah. You know, but even though I don't get a lot out of it, I, I still like the contacts in the chamber. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of good things that the chambers do as yeah, well. Yeah, they do a lot of events. Yeah. So maybe I need to. I feel like Hartford County is a big, like, like whether you do anything or benefit from it or not, people want to be part of the chamber because it's Hartford County. It's like, it. I, I don't know. Like, yeah, it, you, you have like the, the right roots. Passage. Like, it is kind of, I don't know. <laughs> You have what, three? People are, like, serious about being from Hartford County, you know what I mean? They so are. Three or four chambers in Hartford serious. County. What? How many chambers are there? Three or four? Uh, you have Hartford County Chamber of Commerce, yeah. Aberdeen Chamber of Commerce, Aberdeen Grace, Grace Chamber of Commerce. Bel- uh, is the Bel Air one, is that just the Bel Air Downtown Alliance? Is that considered the so. Chamber Alliance? Yeah. Okay. And I think that's it. I mean, well, your municipalities. Yeah. I, I think you're right. I think there's a very fierce uh, loyalty in yes. Hartford County. Mm-hmm. Very proud of your county. And I yes. can say that. I'm from <laughs> yeah. Baltimore County. Uh, but when you talk to people here, it's very noticeable. It is. They love Hartford mm-hmm. County. You know, I had, a, I had a little bit of an anxiety. It's, we're, we're talking about in the next couple of years moving, actually, our, our, the house and business all to be in one location. And we're looking in Baltimore County to do that. And I told my husband, I was like, I mean, I have to put, like, a B.A. on my license. He's like, well, yeah, you know, if you move to another county. I was like, I, I, can't, I, can't, I can't change my license. My, li- my license has an H.A. on it. It's always had an H.A. on it. I can't I can't have another county on my license. I never that's even insane. noticed that. That's insane. I, I, I would. Oh, it does It has your county on it. Yes, it does. Oh, well, yeah, it that does. That is so bizarre. I, I never noticed that. I got to tell you, I didn't know that either. But that's interesting. I felt like I felt like I was like we're gonna move into this other county and like people of Harford County are gonna like wave flags and the, like a wall is gonna go up and I'm never gonna see Harford County again. <laughs> I now is that because it's of, a legitimate anxiety is, thing? Is that because of the county police thing that you can be pulled over by a Baltimore County policeman think, and they want to know whether you're I think out it's of some things that the county offers no. because like in Baltimore County the one dump. Uh, which uh, is yeah, yeah, yeah. Road, you have to be a Baltimore County resident and yeah. it's free. 
That's well, I don't care about the dump. I just well, like, no, I'm, I'm saying that's, that's, not, that's not a big bonus. Every, no, every time huge. I thought about yeah. that, it's like okay, maybe I'll get somebody working the gate that that's not familiar with all the towns of Baltimore County, but I never realized that. Wow. Yeah, yeah well, I'm from like now. Atlantic City area, and it is not like that in New Jersey, like with the counties. Like I don't like I think I'm, I was from Atlantic County. Like it, yeah, it's yeah. like townships. It's so weird. Yeah, and sneaky police up there too. Oh, don't even get me started. <laughs> oh yeah, undercover. Oh, I love. I, I don't know if they still do it, but I remember when I was stationed up there, coming down the Turnpike, and they're beautiful looking Trans Am, and it was a undercover mm-hmm. cop. And then my buddy was coming back, and they they were using the trash truck. <laughs> they have terrible. flower. They have, they have flower vans. Like flower shop, yeah. florist vans that they use. I think it's a great idea. But they yeah. also started doing this certain color. They started painting their actual police cars that blend in with like the like evening light, like uh, like six seven o'clock, like that. What's that time called? Twilight or something yeah. like that. Okay. They they started painting their color the car colors to match it so that wow. you can't really see them as much. It was a whole thing. Yeah. Welcome Pretty to Maryland. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> All right, so and you started another networking group too, didn't you? Or were you I, were trying to? Yeah. So, um, as so, I started my own company because I've always done. Um, I don't know what kind of marketing you do, but I don't want to step on toes. But I do website development and stuff like that as well. Um, I started doing that as it, it's just something I've always loved doing. Okay. I was a graphic designer for years, and um, just because I love it, and I started getting to that, and I was like. Like you said, a lot of the Harford County groups, there's someone in that industry, like, locked in. They've been in it for years. There's no way getting into them. And especially in that digital marketing website design industry, it's really hard. There's always someone in it. So I was like, you know, I have to. And that's why I started my company, because everyone's so tight-knit, it's hard to get in anywhere. And I'm not from here. This goes beautifully back to the conversation about the iPod, $75. There are so many people that think they can design websites Mm -hmm. and they'll do it for $50 or whatever. So uh, interesting parallel in that discussion. And by the way, I don't do that. Okay, yeah. So web web design has changed so much too because it used to be, I could get thousands of dollars for creating a website. Yep. But now you have WordPress, uh, you have Wix, you have uh, even if you're a Comcast. Or, yeah, so many the, of them where it's, it's actually not hard to do your own website. But there are other companies out there that will do it for a lot less. Sure. And right. um, But the big key is, now I'm old school. When it comes to, came, comes to websites, you know, kiss, keep it simple, stupid. Because you got a lot of flash sites and all that, but if it takes a long time to load. Yeah. People are going to go because believe it or not, there are still people that use dial up to get on the internet. You're lying. No, I'm not. Oh, gosh. No, I know if you're old. Me. Well, think about it. Look, <laughs> look, you could look up in northern Harford County where they don't have cable. Right. And satellite internet is so expensive. Mm. It's ridiculous. And a lot of them are using dial up still. Wow. You know, if that. Right. So, but yeah, it, it, it's. It's the search engine optimization and the search engine marketing is a big yeah. keys for that. Yeah, you know? and I mean you can buy a template off a shelf, but right. uh, at the end of yeah. the day, um, in my opinion, it often pay, uh, pays to pay a professional. Yes, even if you've got your own template. Right, push. that's yeah. why. That's what really jump started me with it because I was so tired of um, dealing with, not dealing with directly, but seeing companies like myself 
just doing it that way where they're charging people so much money to give them templates that they already have to yeah. be made for every industry. They're throwing in like custom content, you know, and calling it a day, you know what I mean? Charging them crazy amounts a month for SEO and not explaining to them what they're doing. Yeah. Um, you know, printing out a Google Analytics report, not explaining it, just saying, oh, you know, you've got this many users this week. You know, it's it's not about, you know, those statistics. It's about, like, what you're getting from it. You know what I mean? Where's, where, what leads are you getting from it? What actual business on paper are you getting from your presence online? Right. You know, and so I try to do things differently. Um, you know, actually sitting down, communicating with people, um, giving them a unique website. Like, I don't want to just give them a template where it's, like, the big picture and the menu and, like, the three icons. You know what I mean? Like, that same thing every time. I want it to be specific to like your industry your company you know what i mean what you want people to feel when they see it you know so i'm very big on communication and i might bother all my clients a lot but i need to know what their goals are and to match that you know what i mean like while we're working together it's it's a it's a cooperative effort you know what i mean it's not just me on the back end doing things they don't know what i'm doing you know what i mean so um you know, I just want to be a little bit different, you know. And and I also help help them on the networking piece because I'm very big in it. So a lot of the time they ask me questions about that too. They're like, you know, what can I do to grow my business on, on my end, you know. And I'm like, network, you know, get to these events, go to where your clients hang out, you know what I mean. And I try to, and I be I bring that consulting piece to them too. Right. So, you know what I mean, just add some value. It's not like I'm charging them for that time. I'm just being of service to them, you know, as someone who's putting... Oh, yeah, you got to add value to it. Yeah. And what's the name of the company again? Digital Spark. That's you? Yes. Oh, I never realized that. Mm-hmm. Well, because I got a, a, a request to like the page. Yeah. Yes, because <laughs> like, we're oh, friends okay. on Facebook. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is me. I get did, you, did you like it? Did you, huh? did you click the right button? Did yeah, because they're, like they're, yeah, they're based in Harford yeah, County. Okay. See, there goes the yeah, loyalty. Right. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> right. it's I, I, if you're based in Harford County... I don't care what kind of business you are. If you're Harford County, see, that's absolutely. I support it. Even though and you're a West Bend <laughs> <laughs> But even though, because Dan Bend, that's my main yeah. company, which is web design, internet marketing, and all that. But I've sent people to Patrick right. Chambers. Right, yeah. You know, because so, yeah. he does that too. I'm, I'm just so, the Harford County living has kept me so busy, I'm actually turning clients away for the web design part and everything. Right. You know, I focus on the Harford County living in my DJ business. Right. Yeah. And it's and it's that's like back to the point of like embracing like your competition. I wrote a whole article on that on LinkedIn about, you know, how a lot of people are very quick to, to turn away from that and run mm-hmm. shy of it. But I have other digital marketing companies that handle big businesses. I have um, IT companies that also do a little bit of web development and we all work together and yeah. like I'll refer them stuff they'll refer me stuff like it's not always like you know it, with this industry I can speak for myself it, it can vary and you can work together you know what I mean it's really it's it's nice to look at it at that perspective I guess yeah it's as long as you're helping each other now provided that you know that person because I gotta admit there are DJ companies I will never refer another client to um and the only reason being is because they end up doing stuff the way they shouldn't be yeah in in other words you shouldn't be using illegal music yeah right you shouldn't rely on wi-fi to play your music 
Yeah, yeah. so I mean, just <laughs> that goes back to our things. conversation earlier on about how you know word of mouth. If if they mess up and they don't don't perform well, it quickly gets round. Oh you know? yes, um, you know. So yes, social media. Is very so you're a DJ. Yeah. Are you like interactive? Do you like talk with like you know what I mean? Do you like talk to during like the sets? You know how yeah, like that's some... what a DJ is. No, but sometimes... I don't just play music. No, no so... I'm a DJ. <laughs> and that's why that's I the ask difference. because there's people that you know what I mean. They're yes. just on there. You don't even know they're there. It just sounds like they're well, music transitioning. See, there's two and... generations at this table, right? <laughs> he and he and I in the DJ era. The guy would be on the microphone talking and making right, jokes right. and pointing things out that were going on, on the dance floor. DJs now don't seem to do that no. in, with the young. They just play music one after well, the other. And that's why, you, yeah. believe it or not, you're seeing more radio DJs going to podcasts now. Right. Because, they're number one, all the music's programmed now. So it, it's not like you, you can't take requests. When I was on radio, that's one of my favorite things I used to love doing. I, I did the uh, All Request show. Of course, you're three. You're probably too young to remember this <laughs> on WQSR, which is the oldie station. Did on Sundays of John Patulis, and I love the fact that people could call in and ask for a request, mm-hmm. and you could play it. Nowadays, right. how often do you hear the DJ talking? Right. You know, or when you do hear the DJ talking, are they actually here? Yeah, that's the thing. That's <laughs> what I've noticed. Live like around here, it's like they're they're getting calls in from like. Washington, yeah. and I'm like, wait, are they like a national radio station? I guess they're not like in Baltimore. A lot of them, you know, CBS yeah. owns a lot of them. Well, iHeartRadio is all, you know. All yeah, radio yeah. Places. So I've noticed that, yeah. which makes me not want to listen as much because usually it's all commercials anyway. See, so. yeah, that's the one thing I didn't like about doing radio. You were like a robot too. Right. You know, you were told before it was all programmed. You were told what song to play, when to play, when I wasn't able to do requests. I couldn't even go by my own name. On the one station. Wow. Couldn't use my own name. I had to be Rich Cash. <laughs> it was a country station. Who's your favorite country artist? Johnny Cash. Okay, you're Rich Cash. That's terrible. That's absolutely okay. terrible. Can you still go by that? that would no, actually, <laughs> that's just no. Totally no actually, when I when I'm I DJ, I'm actually going to call you that from now. On. No, yeah, I think I am as yeah, well. It kind of most, most people, <laughs> most people either know me as Rich Bennett or my my nickname Rocker, and. My nickname Rocker I got before I was DJing. That's from playing the bands. People just called me that. Um, it, but yeah, yeah. I mean, I still don't do the radio anymore. <laughs> I'll stick with doing the, and I don't do the nightclubs anymore. That was a headache. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. nightclubs. Yeah, I was DJing. are they still a thing? <laughs> They're clubs, still bars, a whatever you want to no, call. No, are nightclubs still a thing? Yeah. God, how old are we, folks? Oh <laughs> when you have children, you don't go clubbing, right? You're ready for bed no. at eight thirty or nine thirty. Yeah, the kids right. now aren't going out until eleven. You know, it's, yeah. it amazes me. It gives me anxiety to think about going to a bar or a club. A club. Again, didn't even know dark. it was a thing. That's one of the reasons I quit doing it after twelve years. It's like mm-hmm. I'm getting too old. Yeah. That's when I knew I I was like because I have a three year old and I went to a concert with my husband and. I started to think things that only adults would think. Like this poor little girl wearing this outfit. And I'm like, where's your mom? And she's like sweating. And like, I'm like, what are you on? Like, and I never used to think things like that. I'm ready to take this girl home and give her soup. I'm like, <laughs> That's terrible. You were really young. Yeah. And you were thinking like that. Yeah, I mean, I, wow. well, I'm 26 now, but... Like, you know, it, she, it just, I don't know what happened. Something happened. I guess when I had my The daughter. adult switch went off. Yeah, it just went. I'm gone yeah. now. See, when I was younger, going to concerts, I mean, I remember everybody coming up in their souped-up cars and everything. And then I, 
I realized I was old when I went to the concert driving the minivan to see the Wiggles. Oh, <laughs> life is over when you go to see the Wiggles. And I think I was getting into it more than my daughter at the time. My daughter was just so you, petrified. Was, they're a hell of a tailgate. They're actually kind of catchy. I'll give you that. Huh? They're well, catchy. the two of them used to play in a heavy metal band. Really? If I'm not mistaken. Two of them are married now. Just like Yanni. Yeah, one of the best concerts I've ever been to, believe it or not, was Yanni. But he hmm. played in a heavy metal band called Chameleon. Why are you looking at me like no, that? No, 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 I'm fascinated. You, are, you and the Wiggles in your little minivan. That's another another English thing. Oh, right. Are they... What, the Wiggles? The Wiggles, yeah. yes. Are they English? Well, I know... No, Australian. Australian, Australian that, yes. Yeah, because I know that... I remember they sang, instead of um, Bingo was his name they say Dingo. Right. I don't know. I hate that I knew yeah. that. A Dingo ate my baby. Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Okay. Was that your Pakistani impression? I don't know what that was, but you did not do that. Certainly wasn't Australian. It was really good, actually. Sounds like he's been doing it a lot. Oh, jeez. I love it. I love it when the Americans try to impersonate the English. It's fascinating. Is it? Oh, yeah. Can you do an American? No, I'm not doing it on radio. It's embarrassing when I try the opposite. So yeah. Well, then with American, are you are you are you northern? Are you from Baltimore? Are you southern? Like what? Right. I mean, it's like that in England, too. I used to watch a lot of Skins, that show. Sure. So, uh, so Americans <laughs> might not appreciate it. <laughs> well, it's, it's, like this, it's like a drama show, but they're, they're from all over England, and yeah. they have all different kind of accents. So the accents from Northampton or Liverpool are completely different to London. It's only 300 miles, so mm-hmm. you, you wouldn't be able to understand right. the true Liverpudlian from Liverpool. It's absolutely... Right. My wife always tells me I have a Baltimore accent. Which you do. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. definitely do. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Rich cash. Do you say? <laughs> <laughs> that was at the old Harvard County Station. I'm that I, was I remember That's WQSR. Amazing. I remember that when I first Well, how do you in. say um, wash your hands? How do you say wash? You're... I'm, I'm, no, I'm not so, going to say it now. My dad's from Dundalk. You go wash your hands. Wash. wash yeah. Wash. My, my dad's from Dundalk, and I've definitely pulled up some of that. And when my daughter was in kindergarten and learning how to, you know, learning how to spell, she would, we were talking about wash, and she sees the word and she's like, wait a minute, it doesn't have an R in it. And I was like, yeah, that's that's because there's not actually <laughs> an R in wash. And she's like, well, I don't understand. And I'm like, yeah. Wash. I don't know what to tell you. I don't say wash. No. I say wash. You yeah, say wash. I say wash. Because you're forcing yourself. No, I'm not. Stop. <laughs> I can say it too, say, but it wash? doesn't ramble off. I did not say wash. Did he say wash? I don't know. No, you I did. said wash. I said, you did. We'll never really know the truth. <laughs> right, not right. He has a lovely accent. <laughs> I'm going to have to born cut that for radio. If I did say that. Do I? You were born for radio. <laughs> oh, cu- uh, yeah, I have a face for radio. Mr. Not Cat. TV, that's for sure. <laughs> I love it. God, first the coffee, now. Oh, jeez. Oh, what, all right, Amanda, anything else to add? <laughs> what other businesses do you have? Oh, I do a lot, believe me, but we don't have time for that. Um, I'm just, it's a podcast. We're not live. Just, we don't have to break for commercials. I, just, I like doing a bunch of things. I'm an artist. I paint. Um, I'm a tattoo artist. I did that throughout college, and I've been doing that for three, four years now. Really? Um, do you have a parlor? Yeah, well, it's not mine, but I work. You go at in one. there as a as an artist. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's in Edgewood called Spill the Ink, yeah, and it's appointment only. And I go there pretty much when I want, so I have a key. I could go there. Where's that at? Uh, Route Forty, and by the soccer place. Yes, I think that's where my so. son went to get his. Uh, Can I? All his Jason? work done. No, Danny. Oh, okay, because I do know I know I know Jason with your last name. Um, I don't know. 
but yeah, it's uh, so I do a lot, and I it's it's just because I like have I don't know I have a passion for a bunch of different things and. You know, it just keeps me busy. You know? They use artists as in painting as well. Mm-hmm. Yep. Go, uh, they're going to here at the park. Just to let y'all know we recorded Copenhagen Park in Joptown, but they're going to be having a arts fe- their first arts festival here. Oh, that's amazing! June twenty fourth, I think they're looking for artists. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I I paint, I do, um, and that's how I got into graphic design because I was like, I don't know how I'd ever make a career out of this. Um, out of just painting, because it's hard. It's very, very difficult. That's why the starving artist, you know, phrase came about. But that's how I, I got in the graphic. Do they still have that? What the starving artist? I don't know. Because we, we that's a group, right? Like a, yeah, it's because yeah, we've been talking. I mean, the, the Lions Club. We used to for years have an art auction. Okay. Um, and then we stopped doing it, but I want to come back and start doing it again, but for the starving artists. Right. The they, local well, artists. You know what they yeah. do have at, in on Main Street? There's a um, art gallery there. The one in Bel Air. Yeah. Yeah, there's yeah. one in Happy Grace, too. Yeah. yeah, and they do the starving artists, and it's like a... I don't know if it's like a month or something like that, where they have, like, everything's under 100 <laughs> in the gallery. And it's only, like, $25 to, like, be a member. Hmm. And they take all sorts of art, which is wonderful. Because a lot of galleries are very particular. And they just, they have anything from, you know, 10-year-old kids drawing to, you know, phenomenal, you know. Don't you find it amazing how prevalent tattooing has become in the young people? Uh, Our generation, you are the military, right? You've got Yeah, I mean, yeah. I just, you know, you go to the swimming pool now, and all of the young people have tattoos. Does it concern you in any way that... It's so prevalent in the youngsters now. It it doesn't. The only concern that I have is that there's people that are still and and I'm I'm not like I don't know how to put it. I'm not mad about it, but a lot of people are still so stuck on old ideas with it that they that they look at people differently, especially yep. mm-hmm. in the professional world. I think our generation and does. I'm yeah, sorry. And, yeah, and it's not for everyone. I don't speak for everyone. It's just. You know, that's why I go to work and I go to the networking groups and I cover up everything because I don't want to be judged, even though nothing I have on my body yep. is in any way offensive or anything. It's just art, you know what I mean? So and now it, you got to come back and wear a short sleeve shirt. Yeah, I, I mean, I have them everywhere and it's it's just my choice, you know what I mean? Yep. And it, it hinders nothing about who I am as a person or professionally. You know, and you would never guess. And I, and I, when I get to know people, I start to like, and yeah. I'm very big on like opening up who you are. Yeah. Especially, you know, because people are so strict between business and personal life. Yeah. And I mend the two. You know what I mean? I try to be. This is me. Yeah. You know? I didn't mean it critically. I meant no, no, it as a cultural I, phenomena. Yeah. That's so prevalent in the young. Do you ever turn anyone away if they come to you with a design, or do you say yes? You have. Yes. So when it, so in Maryland, actually, there's no age limit. So if there's, what? if there's, I thought you had to be eighteen. No, if you're fifteen and you have a parent's signature, oh, you can. okay, well, yeah. But it still doesn't mean anything sometimes. Like I've had a kid come in there, fifteen, wanting something on his throat, and I'm like not comfortable doing it. Right. And I don't care as your as your parent if you're okay with this. Like this kid is not of sound mind to make that decision. <laughs> yeah, no, right? I'm sorry, but like you know, that's why I don't have them on certain areas of my body because. You know, there's things I value, and, and there's certain people that may look at that wrong, and I want to continue to maintain this, like, um, vibe about me, yeah. you know. And it's just certain things or, or certain things they want to get on them. Um, I, I don't have a problem turning it away. I'm not, And there's some tattoo shops that, that don't do that, that right. are, they'll take, take it, you know, because it's money. But I remember years ago, 
if I'm not mistaken, to get on the police force, if you had any tattoos below your Sleeve. elbow yeah. right. or above your neck, you couldn't, you know, couldn't join. Yeah. Now, you're seeing right. them with sleeves and everything. Yeah. And the military, I'm, I'm, I'm ex-military as well. As well. So military okay. as well. Former military. Former, yes. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I have a lot of clients from Fort Meade that mm-hmm. are in the military, and I ask them, I'm like, so is it not as strict anymore? Like, they don't care as much and... And, um, depends on the tattoo. Yeah, it depends on the tattoo, and it depends on this and that. But it's it's really cool for me to see because a lot of them come in now. And the um, army keeps track of what you have. Yeah, does it? Mm-hmm. I look at it as at this as this. You know, um, it's easier identification now because right. you know if somebody commits a crime. Yeah, a lot of people don't remember their facial recognitions or anything. But yeah, yeah I remember he had the uh, you know certain tattoo right. there. Would you consider getting any more? I actually, I was considering it a while ago because I got the two. Well, technically three. One was a goof up. I had that marked out. Uh, I wanted to get one here, one here, one here. But then when I was in the Corps, um, we were st- I was stationed down at Lejeune, North Carolina, and a buddy of mine um, caught hepatitis from a bad needle right. and passed away. And ever since I said, and when my son told me he wanted to get tattoos, I was nervous. But I know... You know, these, these good, you know, studios now, they're, I yeah. mean, you yeah. got And that's the thing. You got to, like, when you go into a shop, check it out. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? They're, you know, I don't speak for every shop. I speak for, you know, the one I'm at. It's very clean. Everything is, everyone's bloodborne pathogen certified. Yeah. And because that's another thing. Tattoo artists do not have to have a license here in Maryland. Really? Yeah. You can literally wow. open up that's a incredible. shop as long as you make your business if you register your business and um, no license required nope other states do require a license other states do yeah wow. like for example Oregon is big with it so you have to go through a whole schooling to get the license and then you can do it apprentice so does that mean like the studios aren't regulated by say the health department they are by the health department okay. but, it's, but it's very like it's not we had to call the health department to come check it out because we wanted that to be on the wall they didn't come to us. Really? Yeah. So that's why I say make sure you go in, you check everything, yeah. like make sure like they're setting up in front of you and, and stuff like that because you just never know. People are lazy with being. This uh, has been a really like, interesting conversation because this goes back to the word of mouth thing. You go to a tattoo artist yeah. that you've heard about yeah. or you've seen their right. work, right? right. I love that show. That was it called? The Tattoo Inc. Which one? There's Ink, a re- Ink Masters. Masters. I don't know. There's a reality <laughs> show I occasionally watch. We have some people from Edgewood on it. This, yeah. this season, yeah, from uh, I think it's Pins and Needles, but what's really the girl Cat? What's the, what's she? What's that show? That oh, Cat Von D. Yeah, she's New York. Was that L.A. She L.A. Was L.A. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember there used to be a guy uh, Snake. He was a traveling tattoo artist. Uh, did a lot, a lot of the bikers and everything. And this guy was good. Yeah. Really? Well, they, they have followings, don't they? Uh, Instagram yeah. followings. And, yeah. And, and I. And well, this is way before Instagram and all that. Right. Right. It's interesting. We get people all ages. Like, I know I tattooed someone. It was her first tattoo, and she was, I think, 67. Wow. Yeah. It, and she and it was something for her father that passed away. See, I think and the it. sentimental aspect of it. When yeah, you, when you like, get to yeah. my age, it's kind of that my brother passed like, away. Oh, I, she was like, I always wanted this, and I just yep. never got it until you yeah. know, he passed. And, yeah. You know, and stuff like that. Like it means so much to me to be able to like do that for someone, yeah. or even like uh, you know, I did a puzzle piece for someone whose kid has autism. Yeah. Stuff like that. I, you know what I mean. There's so much emotion in it. You know and to be handed that opportunity, it's 
that's one of the things I t- two th- two rules I told my son when he wanted to get a tattoo, and, and of course now he's got the nice. I mean, he's got some beautiful work. I told him I said only get a tattoo if it means something. I mm-hmm. said and don't get any words. No words. No words. Mm-hmm. So what did he get? Word, he? Well, because what if the tattoo artist misspells it? Seriously, I, and there's a snicker commercial. There's a whole, there's a whole Pinterest board on <laughs> yes, there misspelled is. tattoos. Yeah, but I mean, it, it it does happen, and not only that, they're hard to get rid of sometimes. No names. Yeah. I, yeah. Always very, <laughs> right, like, I made that mistake. I'll, when someone schedules with me for a I'm name, sorry. I'm sorry. For, like, for the listeners sure? here, we just oh, had geez. a quick preview. Of what is the girl's name on <laughs> it, there? Well, I, that Rich, was my first tattoo. It said Richie and, and Margie. And Margie no longer is in the picture. That was my first fiance. God. Now, if I would have known, <laughs> if I would have known, I was going to marry. The kiss of death. Well, the funny thing is, my wife's name is Marja. So oh, if I would have known wow. I was marrying somebody close, then you could have just, just put Marge, and that would have covered them both. <laughs> had it scrolled out. So, and actually, the guy, that, the guy that did both of my tattoos, uh, you, you probably heard of it up in um, not Atlantic City. Uh, Asbury Park oh, Body okay. Art World okay. by Gene well you're uh, probably too young to remember that yeah I don't but this guy was nationally known there was a wrestler Bam Bam Bigelow that had the hit tattoos everything and he did all of his <laughs> so yes. and I was the conversation is going downhill <laughs> yeah Bam Bam what's his name <laughs> Bam Bam Bigelow come on oh, geez, everybody remembers him wealth of Anyways, useless knowledge somebody take this away from me hurry up <laughs> Sarah, help. <laughs> yeah, on that note, I think Rich needs to go home. Uh, yeah, yeah, actually, I got to edit the other podcast and everything. And I'm hungry too. for five cannolis. Thank you yes. very much. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm over go ahead, you. Yeah, get on me because I don't. Actually, oh, actually, I do have food here. Set up for my no, kids. no coffee, no food. No, we have food. We have frozen burgers and frozen, <laughs> frozen hot dogs yeah, you, and you freezing pops. You've got no frying pan, I bet you. Oh, uh, no, we have a grill. Okay. <laughs> Well, I thoroughly enjoyed the hospitality here. <laughs> it's been great. Uh, does anybody have anything else they'd like to add before we wrap this up and I get in trouble? Come to Britfest, June 10th, Saturday. Saturday, June 10th. We will all be there. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Well, it's because I'm giving you a free ticket. Yes, as we exactly. Oh, I'm glad you said that. I did forget to add something. Thank you. Oh, Thank you. Because so the day after Pet Fest, June 11th here at the park is, I mean, Britfest. Pet June, Fest? June 11th is Pet Fest. So you have Brit Fest on June 10th. Oh. Pet Fest here at Copenhagen on June Could 11th. we try and not get those uh, mixed up <laughs> if that's <laughs> okay? Do not bring your pet but to Brit Fest. Why not? No, don't. Right. You gotta have an English bulldog. No, don't bring your dogs. Oh, man. Come to what, whatever Pet Fest is the next day. Sunday, that's what I said. Sunday, Sunday the 11th. 11th. Brit got Fest first. Right. You got it covered. Yeah, that's a good way to you get rid of your hangover. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Beatlemania. I've thoroughly that. enjoyed being here. Thank you so much. Oh, cool. yes, thank, you. thank you. Thank you. And you, you're delightful. You, you, you get your tattoo done by Amanda at Brickfest and then work <laughs> off everything with Matt the next day. That's it. I'm sorry, two days it. later after the Pet Fest. And then you we'll know, as you're working out with Matt, so you don't right. have to. Right. Sarah well, will fix you your storm drainage. I think that's, I think that's great. I did want to add, I did tattoo someone from England for the first time ever a month ago. And she got the Statue of Liberty because she loves America so much. There you go. That's almost as bad as having Margie on your arm. Oh, jeez. <laughs> uh, 
Okay, on that note, I want to thank everybody for coming out again. Uh, this you. episode, this one was brought to you by Jared Allen of, um, you, know, you know Jared, don't you? I don't think so. I thought he was in your networking group. Uh, Edward Jones Financial Advisor up in Havity Grace, 410-939-1621. Again, if you want to be a member of the podcast, uh, it is free for businesses or organizations to come on. And anybody can actually um, come in and join in and give me a hard time like Hugh did. So uh, just reach out to us. You can find us on the website, um, hartfordcountyliving.com. The podcast is also available on iTunes and uh, all your Android devices. Just do a search for HCL Podcast. So, again, I want to thank you all. And until uh, next month or even next episode, because we're getting calls like crazy. So, thank you all again. Thanks very much. Thank you.